It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. Boston Lose Baseball, episode 77. Grant Paulson, Toby Altizer, producer, Darius Dameron. Uh, I guess we should just start with the news at the minor league level and not bury it. Dylan Cruz is being promoted to double A. He is headed to Harrisburg. And because Jacob Young, who we could talk about in a few minutes, but he's one of my favorite players, as I've said many times, not a great prospect, but just a scrappy as hell, undersized college player from Florida who hits. Uh, he's getting bumped up to AAA. So what does that mean? It means that James Wood, Dylan Cruz, and Robert Hassel will all be in the outfield together for the Harrisburg Senators this week for the first time. A huge moment for this organization as they've turned this system around. Obviously, Wood and Hassel last year were added to the system in the Soto deal. And in the case of Dylan Cruz, they just drafted him number two overall. Toby, we've gone and seen him. I- I've seen him now a few times at Fredericksburg. I was there. On Saturday night when he had three more hits and hit the fifth home run that he's hit as a pro now. But pretty clearly the Nationals, after five homers and 24 RBI in 15 games, decided he wasn't being tested at low A. And they're going to skip A-plus Wilmington and send him right to double A. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just seems like they were doing the Fred Nats a solid. Because this guy could have probably started at least in high A, if not double A. Because... You saw right away, once he got past that first game jitters, it was over. He just was the best player on the field, consistently hitting the ball everywhere and hitting the ball out of the ballpark and just driving it all over the place, driving in runs. I mean, this is the guy that you saw at LSU. I mean, this is a guy that's an absolute stud. So, you know, no surprise that he's promoted. You know, maybe you're a little surprised he's skipping high A, but we've talked about this before, Grant. And I kind of figured with Dylan Cruz, they would consider this and that, you know, you don't necessarily want to send a guy like him to Wilmington and the ballpark there, but also you get the opportunity to create that dream outfield that we were just talking about in Hassel and Wood and Cruz, and that's going to be the outfield of the future, hopefully, and realistically, it could be in just a couple of seasons, and now you get to see it in Double A. Let me tell you, if you're in the Harrisburg area, get over and check out the team. If you weren't already checking out the team because they already have a bunch of studs, Go over there and check them out because they're going to be a fun team to watch. And if you're not, it might be time to make a little road trip and get a hotel Mm -hmm. for the night. Take the kids, cheap night at the ballpark, try to get a couple autographs. 
Uh, we could talk about the rest of the team in a moment. But, yeah, Cruz has just handled everything really well so far. The amount of autographs he signed in Fredericksburg was pretty astounding to me after just about every single game. I thought that was really cool. He clearly understands his place and how important he is right now in the system, how big of a deal he is in baseball. He's done a ton of interviews and been very available and present. You see features everywhere, ESPN and the Washington Post and all over you know, the a TV and, and radio affiliates for the organization already. Um, but, you know, this comes with the territory. When you're the number two overall pick, there's going to be a lot expected. There's going to be a ton of people watching everything that you do. And he's just calmly gone 25 for 65 at the plate, a 385 batting average. Remember, that was just the one game he saw three pitches, had three hits, first pitch swinging in the complex league as a rookie player, rookie ball player. And then after that one game, he got bumped up. 14 games in Fredericksburg. To your point, I don't know that he was really, you know, look, he was tested, but his 27% strikeout rate, 19 Ks in 14 games, shows that he he faced some decent pitching. Mm -hmm. But he's used to, I would say, better pitching in the SEC. I was kind of curious, would they hook Wilmington, give them a homestand with Cruz, you know, get sell some tickets, help them out a little bit? I feel a little bit bad for Wilmington, for the Blue Rocks. They're kind of the the stepchild, it seems like, in the organization right now. But let's face the facts. Number one, he probably is going to be best tested at AA. And it, it, number two, I think it's awesome for them, not just from a um, like a story standpoint and, and you know f- just uh, anecdotally, but also I think for where they're going and what they want to build to have Cruz in the same outfield with Wood and Hassel now is a really big deal. I think that's important. And the last thing I'd say is that ballpark, you know, sorry about it, Wilmington, but it's it's so unfriendly to hitters. I just wouldn't keep guys there long. They didn't keep Brady House there. They've, you know, whether it was Lipscomb or James Wood, I mean, they've moved guys through there. It's just not a, a hitter-friendly uh, environment. You know, I, they, they, that was the last, for whatever reason, they were the, one of the last minor league um, affiliates of any organization to like have the live televised games as well. Like it, it just hasn't quite been on the same level as the brand new beautiful park in Fredericksburg. Obviously double A is a whole other beast. So I do feel a little bit bad. The Wilmington gets skipped, uh, skipped the good news for them. And we could talk about this in a minute. Yoani Morales, who was drafted in the second round is going to the blue rocks as is Andrew Pinckney who was drafted in the fourth run out of Alabama. Both of those guys were tearing the cover off the ball with Cruz and Fredericksburg. So it's not like Wilmington, isn't getting any uh, spark here or any juice or shot in the arm. They're going to. Uh, but Dylan Cruz up to double A is, is the story. The, the thing that has surprised me most about him, Toby, I thought it was going to be a lot of loud contact, high exit velocities and line drives, doubles and singles. I'm really surprised he's already got five home runs and the opposite field power he's showing. The ball he hit out, one hopping over like the second fence in the back of the ballpark. You've been to Fredericksburg, you know, into the woods, basically really, really big time power. And I know the Nats brass. I mean, they were thinking it's, it's going to be a lot of base hits and doubles. It's, you know, the power will eventually come. And for what it's worth so far, I mean, he has really driven the ball in the air more than I would have anticipated. Yeah. I mean, five home runs in what was it? 15 games or something like that, that he's been there. So 60 at bats. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously flashing probably a little bit more power than you were expecting, so it's kind of nice to see that. We'll see if it carries over to double-A, but, 
I like the approach of just go ahead and push this guy and, you know, see how far you can extend him and see how far you can get him as far, you know, as quickly as possible. And so I like the idea of doing that. You've already got James Wood there and you've got some established guys that are going to be a part of the future of this team there. So why not go ahead and get them all in the same organization, have them already start gelling and see what you can do. Like, you know, it sucks for Wilmington that they don't get to see Dylan Cruz, but at the same point, I love the idea of trying to push him along because this is a guy that played in the SEC, so he's played high-level baseball. Now give him that next step and just see how he does. Yeah, I think this was the right decision. He's ready, and we're going to get to watch him now. The, the top four spots in that lineup with Jacob Young, Robert Hassel, Trey Lipscomb, James Wood, hitting one through four have already been top 30 prospect, but this is about to be a whole nother level of excitement for the senators. And I think that's maybe uh, the part of this that I like the most. In addition to now we're going to get a real look at where Dylan Cruz is, how close he is to the major leagues. That's a big takeaway, right? When the Nats get guys to double a, sometimes you don't spend a whole lot of time there. Look at Juan Soto and some of the other prospects they've called up. Like going to double a is the, is the huge decision for them. When you're there, you're a phone call away. I mean, it speaks to how advanced they really believe this guy is. The timeline now is that he'll probably start next year at double A and be in the big leagues in the middle of next season. I mean, that's very realistic and not crazy to think about at this point. But you look at that Harrisburg lineup, as you pointed out now, and you're going to have with Jacob Young elevated. I wonder if they would have Dylan Cruz lead off, perhaps. Maybe you don't want to put that pressure on him initially. I would but you're going to have Cruz, Hassel, Lipscomb, and Wood in some variation all slugging and, and having big years. Lipscomb hit another home run as we're taping on Sunday. He was two for four with a bomb. He's hitting 335 in double A. Hassel obviously has had a disappointing season, but he's certainly been better and hit for more power over the last six weeks than at the start of the season. And James Wood had two more hits, another run scored, a two for five uh, on Sunday. He hit his 23rd homer of the season over the weekend. The strikeout rate's up over 30%, so that's worth monitoring, but he's hitting for huge power. So this is kind of the symbolism. This is the visualization of how far this system has come now to look at that lineup and see all those guys stacked at the top of the order closing in on the major leagues. Yeah, and I like the fact that you can get all these guys together so they can build some camaraderie in the clubhouse. And the reason that I like it is, you know, we just had C.J. Abrams on the pod last week and we talked about comfortability. It doesn't necessarily matter which of the guys gets up to the majors first, but if you have Cruz gets to the majors first and then Wood comes up, well, he already has someone familiar in the clubhouse that he knows, you know, and when Brady House first came up to double A, He's out there throwing the ball with James Wood because he's familiar with them. So if they can all kind of grow up together and then they already have that clubhouse camaraderie built, that's not something you have to work on when they get to the big league level. So I like the idea of having all those guys in the same spot and all those guys, like you said, are just a call away from the bigs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, at the AAA level, in case people are curious, now with Jacob Young elevated, 
Uh, he'll be there. They're really not a ton in terms of prospects. That uh, they've loaded up Double A, and and so Triple A is a lot more four A types. You know, guys who have been in the big leagues and sent back down. Luis Garcia, Travis Blankenhorn, who's got over 20 home runs in the minors this season. Jake Knoll, who we've seen. Matt Adams, the former Nat Slugger, believe it or not, is still in AAA for them. Some of the pitchers on the staff are Joe LaSorsa and, you know, guys like Anthony Banda, who you've seen at the major league level. So that's kind of the makeup at Rochester. Uh, but Jacob Young, before we get into, you know, AA a little bit more, just to give you a, a, a little bit of a profile on him, uh, he's a guy we talked about on, on the a pot a couple of times just because I, I man crush it on him a little bit. He's he's an undersized guy from the University of Florida. He's turned 24 years old this year. He's former seventh round pick, but he just keeps hitting. Like I keep getting told, oh, he's not a great prospect, but you know, he scored 118 runs last year. It was like him and Aaron Judge in professional baseball uh, in that area. Now this year he's hitting 305 with a 800 OPS and after getting bumped to double A when he when he was promoted from Harrisburg this weekend, I think he had a 15 game hitting streak. But he hit 307 in Wilmington. He hit 304 in AA. His OPS went up 20 points at the AA level. Uh, he steals a lot of bases. He's got 39 bags and 46 tries. This year, he stole 52 bases last year. I think he's ultimately like a fourth outfielder. Think of like on this year's team, a rich man's Alex Cole. But like just a guy who for years could play a major league role as a defense, speed guy, not a lot of power but maybe he could hit for some average. Uh, I think he'll just be a guy that fans like, you know, Andrew Stevenson's role from years ago, but again, maybe a better offensive profile. Um, so he goes up to AAA now, so I'm excited for him. And then at AA, I wonder what they're going to do in the outfield. I've said for a while, I want to know what you think about this, Toby. James Wood can play center. I've seen him with my own eyes. You have as well. He can go gap to gap. He could be terrific in center field, even though he's 6'7 with his speed. He's so big, a la Aaron Judge or something, I'm moving him out of center. It just takes too much of a toll on his body. So right away, I would kind of get him anchored in right field maybe. Uh, perhaps you move Hassel over to left field, and Young's been playing center with James Wood alternating. I would just have Dylan Cruz plant in center field. Saturday night when I went and saw him, I'm sure you guys saw some of the clips online, he made a really good diving catch coming into the infield, kind of parallel to the ground, and then he made a hell of a play out in left center. I didn't see this clip making the rounds but on the run kind of bracing himself against the wall he made two awesome catches he could definitely play center field so for now i would just keep him out there and get him some of those looks yeah i mean a big guy with james wood i don't necessarily want him sticking in center field because it's ultimately about health i mean you've seen that happen with other guys that probably could play center field thinking of a guy like a ronald acuna but you move him to a corner just so he doesn't have to run as much Dylan Cruz, I think, can kind of cover that ground. And, you know, that's something, remember, Grant, we were talking about when he was getting drafted was, can he stick in center field? So far, he's looked like he can. But, I mean, ultimately, if it's going to be the case, I wouldn't hate the idea of Hassel. Do you think that he could play center field, or is he more so going to be that corner guy? I've seen him kind of play some center field. I haven't necessarily seen him play a bunch, but I wouldn't hate the idea of Hassel's capable. But for the time being, I would leave Cruz in center field just to get him more reps. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, honestly, a lot of teams will do it this way where, like, whatever you – whoever matters to you the least offensively, maybe, if you can play a good center field you put out there, almost like catcher, because of the – as you said, like the the grind and the wear and tear and some of the things that happens to the body when you're, you know, playing out there, it can be difficult. So if Cruz and Wood are the two 
prime guys, maybe you say, yeah, let's not focus on that nearly as much. But just so people know, Robert Hassel this year has played 49 games in center field, 20 games in left field, and 24 games in right field. So he's actually played more innings, 422, in center field than in either of the other two spots where he's played more right and then um, left. And I've seen him play Fredericksburg. I saw him in right for the most part. You and I saw him in left, I believe, the night we went to Harrisburg. And I've seen him in center field now more recently at double-A as well. And he can play all three positions. So uh, they may do what the Orioles do, honestly, Tobe. I mean, the Orioles, they'll move like Jackson Holiday will do three or four days at third, three or four days at short, three or four days at second. And they rotate guys. They did this with Jordan Westberg. And when they had all those infielders like Gunnar Henderson, they were moving around day by day just to keep all their options open. And maybe the Nats will do something like that. I don't hate that either. Yeah, I don't mind that because you'd like to see all of them have the capability if you need to, because if you're in a you know big time situation and you need the extra range, I don't mind having James Wood go out there to center field. I just don't want him there, you know, every single day. You know, same thing with Dylan Cruz. So I don't have an issue with rotating them around ultimately, you know, when it comes down to it. I'd love to see Hassel be able to take that so that way you're not putting the wear and tear on the other guys, but I don't mind getting them a you know a couple games every now and then in center field just to keep them fresh in that position. Uh, just to give the breakdown on the numbers defensively this year for James Wood in the outfield, 61 games in center, 33 games in right. He's played those two positions. Yeah, uh, He has not played any left field, which makes sense because at his size with his arm strength, I mean, he's, he's either going to be probably in right or in center and no real need to even consider throwing him into left. I think Hassel would be the guy of the three if one of them gets moved over uh, to left field. But you mentioned that's not just the outfield to be excited about. It's also Lipscomb and Brady House, who is not in the lineup uh, on Sunday for the Senators. So you're going to have a lineup maybe where he could hit fifth behind Wood. like, Or you could have Lipscomb hit five if you wanted to move him down and have House higher up. But your top two uh, outfield sensations who are both top ten players – at the same affiliate now, Hassel, arrow trending down, but still one of the better prospects in the system. Add some strength, get him back to hitting the ball for more damage early next year. He could pretty quickly become a guy again that matters a whole lot to you. And I still would, would call him a highly regarded prospect, even as things have cooled off. And then in the infield, Lipscomb, who played third uh, with House not playing, but you know, he we've seen him play all of the infield positions. He's played a little bit of short, which was cool. Second and first. Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see. I think you pretty much anchor him at second now while you're playing house a bunch and you, and you try to go about it that way. But, uh, man, it's, it's just cool to see what's happened in this system overnight. I mean, we couldn't have any of these conversations last year. Or, or for that matter, we couldn't have a conversation, period, two years ago. It's like, hey, uh. Carter Keyboom, dot, dot, dot. Like it, I mean, it is night and day, man, as someone who cares about the minors. It's fun right now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a lot of fun to watch these guys and just the hope that comes with it because, you know, I, I we don't talk about the big league club at, you know, as much as we probably would if they were a good team. But I don't know if you've noticed this, Grant, but it seems like over the last month, maybe two months, it seems like there's a reinvigoration with this baseball team even the big league club it seems like nationals parks a little bit more full it seems like there's a buzz around the ballpark just a little bit and it doesn't even always have to do with the guys that are there i think there's just an excitement that james wood could be there soon dylan cruz could be there soon brady house and 
you mentioned house and just looking at his numbers, the only thing that's missing right now is some of that slug because, you know, earlier this season, you know, you had about a 297 and a ball 318 average in high a for the minute that he was there. And now he's 317 in double a the on base percentage is 365 here. It's been around there for the entire time. It's just his slug was 500 and a ball 540 for the little bit in high a it's only 392 right now in double a. So that's really all that's missing right now from Brady house. But, you know, it's nice to see all these guys excel when they get there too. Like, you know, you'd like to see some of the strikeout stuff disappear from James Woods game, but at the same point, he's also hitting bombs. And so it's exciting to see all these guys get called up and not just sit there, you know, get promoted and just sit there and kind of struggle. Like at a point they figure it out. You obviously still need to develop them, but they're also exceeding in a lot of ways as well.